Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the new episode of Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello, lady. Hi. <laughs> oh, you didn't go all, like, high-pitched and stuff. You're throwing me right <laughs> off. <laughs> I know. I was kind of watching Jules to see what she did, too, because we're almost really similar when we do it. <laughs> I know. We're, we're, I figured I would mix it up a little bit, because usually I'm like, hello, and then, yes. you know... I, you know, you, you, and you, so I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll bring back the other one next week. Next week. <laughs> yeah. Cause this is something that you would now anticipate and therefore it must happen. You have to throw me off. You have to. Oh, I have to. <laughs> you can't make, you can't make my job easy. <laughs> I've got a soundboard here. I could do whatever I want. <laughs> Speaking of making my job easy, I just wanted to say off the top of the show, thank you guys so much for sharing your tweets. I've actually been a little bit more active over on the Slaying Demons Twitter, and you guys have been so helpful having conversations with me over there and uh, sharing all your kind of progress towards your 2017 goals. So thank you guys so much for uh, engaging over on Twitter. It's my favorite platform. So I, I love that you guys are like way into it too and uh, are interacting with me over there. So if you guys aren't following it, usually I say it at the end of the show, but I just wanted to make sure you guys know that we are Demons Podcast on Twitter. So if that is your platform of choice, make sure that you are over there following and interacting with us because I'm trying to be a lot more active over there. Uh, our Discord community is also really, really active, but um, I've been trying to kind of step it up on the Twitter side of things too. So uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun and you guys are making some great progress. I think um, Jim said that he like biked 20 something miles or something and I was just like oh my god <laughs> like I did a push-up <laughs> like high five me like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so that's like, one more push-up than either of us did so <laughs> oh I regretted it for days don't worry <laughs> it will never happen again my stomach and my shoulders are so sore <laughs> what we have the delay and all I see is just go self five I thought I heard it but I wasn't sure so that seeing you do it was great <laughs> yeah you you're welcome yourself. it was awesome <laughs> yeah you guys are welcome so uh I guess just do you guys have anything that you want to just mention off the top of the show before we dive into our demon of the week this week or are you good to go I just want to say for the for the follow up for the you know 2017 goals, um, I got myself pre approved for a mortgage. Yay! So, yes, that's, that's awesome. good. Yeah, I mean it. You know, it was awesome to 
it was awesome to go and then like the the lender was like she wanted to kiss me because <laughs> I have, because she's like you have no idea how uh, great go for it man are. <laughs> and because I had really good credit and I have no debt mm. because I have paid off all of my debt finally um and I don't yeah, don't have a house and I don't have a car like I don't have a car payment and mm-hmm. it's like so she was just like I can't even tell you how wonderful you are. (laughs) And that was so awesome. So I'm pre-approved. If there is an awesome place that I find that it's ready to go, I'm, I'm good. Good. So So, uh, when are you, you're looking to move in kind of like early summer, right? Like June, July, somewhere in there. Is that, or are you on a month to month? I thought you were on an annual lease. Yeah, I'm on an annual lease. It ends in July. um, But the way that it works out, like if I break my lease before the end of the term, I have to pay like a $2,900 or $2,700 penalty. And I know it's really stupid, but when I look at how much money I pay in rent versus like what I would be able to pay in just monthly payments for a mortgage insurance, that kind of stuff, you know, depending on when the deal falls in there, I could actually come out ahead even with that. Wow. That's, that's crazy. It's that, it's that much of a disparity <laughs> in terms of like rent versus, mm-hmm. um, mortgage payment. So, um, so I've been looking, I, I did go to see a couple of places. There was one that I was super tempted by. Um, but it's like, it's like everything that I would like in terms of location and the feel of it. It's in an awesome shape. It only has one bathroom instead of two. And I'd really like two. <laughs> and, um, and the kitchen was like, super tiny. And I'm like, Oh, geez. I, if I'm going to buy a place, I gotta stick with what I'm really, really after. And well, that's the point, right? And, and you have a lot of time left still, you've still mm-hmm. got, you know, four or five months to kind of find something. So yeah, I yeah. would absolutely, since it's something that you're going to buy and probably going to stick with for years to come, I would make sure that it is like the place, right? No reason right. to settle. No, and the realtor was like, "We are in super quiet time. It's gonna su- it's gonna pick up, because um, <clears throat> basically nobody wants to move in January where yeah. the weather is complete <laughs> crap. So I'd rather move in January than in the middle of summer. <laughs> exactly, like where you are. I mean, like everybody's like, how's on the market? Yeah, and here they're like, screw that. I'm not moving out of my house because there's a foot of snow on the ground and yep, ice everywhere and." Yeah, yeah, the so, real estate market up here is really quiet for the same reasons, too, during the winter. So, makes sense. Well, congratulations, Jules, on your pre-approval. I'm very, very excited for you. I want to, like, start looking for houses for you now because I'm just so excited. <laughs> like, I know I'm not going to do it for me for a while, so I just want to, like, go and look and be like, oh, Jules, look what I found. Yeah, <laughs> that is don't, don't look until you're actually looking because I started doing that, too, and Ugh. I'm like, oh, my God, this one's really great. Like, it had, like, a three-car garage Two of the garages connected, one of them didn't. And the third one, like, was converted into some sort of, like, workshop studio thing. So it had all the outlets on the wall. And, like, it was all set up. And I was like, oh, it could be a crafting room. I'm like, we're not ready. Damn I it. know. <laughs> I so know. So don't look early. It's so disappointing. <laughs> it really is disheartening. So don't do it. I really. Yeah. yeah. No, I never more. I've done the exact same thing. Like, when we moved to Cambridge, I was just like, oh, my God. Okay, well. I'm going to, you know, look around and see what the housing prices are like. And then I was like, oh, my God, look at this one. And, oh, my God, this one's, like, backs on to, like, our, where we're currently living. So we could be so close to Grayson as he's growing up. And this would be amazing. And then I was just like, we're, 
these houses aren't going to be on the market for the next two years. And who knows where we're going to be living in two years. So Jocelyn, stop it. Smack. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll just, we'll just help Jules. Like, yes. We'll just start sending, we'll send her listings. Be like, look at this one. We'll <laughs> send her. Exactly. We'll spend, I, we'll spend her money. It's always more fun to spend somebody else's money anyways. Exactly. Like, this is our room when we both come to visit you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I want like a second bathroom for people to come visit. Like when my parents come and visit, that kind of stuff is like, that's kind of the important stuff. There is a house that's on the market right around here. And I swear to you, the house has not been updated since probably like early 1970. And you look at the decor and everything. I I was looking at this. I showed this to Pat because it's right in his neighborhood. And I said, this is like a. This is like a monument. It's like a preservation site. There's <laughs> there's the, the like the wood paneling on the walls and the orange carpet and like I mean it is truly out of the 70s. It was it was creepy. I'm like, "Oh man, who's going to buy that place, right?" So, anyway, there's it's it's kind of fun to to look at what's out there. Well, I'm very, very, very proud of you and excited for your adventure over the next few months. Uh Nevermore, you have anything before we jump into our demon this week? No, I don't remember if I talked about it only to you guys or to everyone. I don't remember. But the dog at my work, did I tell you guys about that? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember if I talked about it on I don't think you talked about it on the show. I think you just talked to to us in typey chat. So (laughs) I have good news about that. So I'm going to say that really quick and then we'll go. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, So before Thanksgiving, after BlizzCon, before Thanksgiving, when we got back, um, I work out of someone's house. There's a whole bunch of us that work out of the house and there's a dog. Well, there's a dog and a cat, which I love both, but the dog is like my home away from home dog. So I love him very much anyway. So when I got back from vacation at BlizzCon, I'm petting him. Like I, he listens to me all the time. I mean, he gets treats from everybody, but I love him. He listens to me. They say that I'm his like trainer, blah, 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 whatever. So anyway, I always go up and I like, touch his face and pet him and like rub his arms like more than just walking by and just like you know Mm. a quick pet whatever so I was like touching him right here and I noticed like it was like baseball size kind of golf ball size bumps like under his chin that was after blizzcon so early november so he's been doing chemo for it because it's um lymph node lymph node something cancer lymphoma Lymphoma? yes that (laughs) And there's two types and his is the severe type or whatever, which is good. But, um, so he's been doing that every week or so every other week he's been doing. Okay. He's in good spirits. I think the fact that since he's in a house where there's people all the time and it's not his people are leaving and gone for eight hours and coming back. I think that's playing like a huge part in him doing better, but we've been getting really good news that he's, um, He's not done with it yet, but the doctors keep saying all his numbers are really, really good and that like he's uh, reacting well to his treatment and all that. So good. that is something that's been like really weighing heavy on my heart. And so good news now is I'm very excited about it. So. Yay, Puffy! Because I love that dog because they're like, if you, you know, if you hadn't found it, he wouldn't have had like very much time left, like maybe a couple months. And I'm just like, I hated being like, hey, it's right before Thanksgiving. Like your dog is really sick. Like I felt <laughs> guilt. Like I know that's stupid, but I felt guilt about it of telling them that I found something. And she's like, no, if you hadn't noticed it, like who else would have noticed it? And like, because also he was swollen behind like his knee, his knees. But who would have noticed that like <laughs> on his face is different. 
Well, and I know you mentioned um, how, like, you felt guilty for telling them. And and the reason that we had been talking about it is because it wasn't just that guilt that you were feeling. Like, you were also, like, feeling a little bit of guilt for being away at BlizzCon and not noticing sooner. So, I mean, there there was a whole lot of guilt, I I remember, associated with this whole event. So I'm glad that it's, it's working out well. And I'm glad that you're finally realizing that, you know, like... If you hadn't caught it when you did, then, you know, maybe no one would have. So, you know, it's it's not your fault you were away on vacation. (laughs) Exactly. And, like, I knew that, like, from the second I started thinking that. But it's just, like, I couldn't not feel that way. Like, it was just, I was on both sides of the fence at that point of, like, this is stupid. Like, why am I feeling like this? I know it's not my fault. But I felt it anyway. So it was was hard to get through or whatever. But so he's doing really, really well. And I like that. He, uh, he loves me. So. Good. Aww. I'm so, Yay. so glad that you've got some good news to share. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so this week we're going to dive into the demon of online negativity and basically how to deal with people online, whether you know them or don't know them. Uh, basically just saying really negative, whether it's like untrue stuff or, you know, just crappy stuff in general, really um and then also, if you don't know them, just people who tend to troll. Yay. <laughs> and I think um, it's it's really important to kind of discuss like tactics to deal with this, because basically, if you're doing anything online, you don't have to be a content creator. If you are contributing to a community in any way, shape or form, including, you know, like forum posts or on Twitter or Facebook or in like YouTube comments and stuff, if you're contributing in any way, you kind of like open yourself up to potentially being trolled or potentially, you know, having really, really negative um, just interactions with people in general. So I think mm-hmm. that it's uh, it's important to talk about this. And, and uh, speaking of, there's right? literally trolling in the chat room right now, which is awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just put in girl chat. I'm like, I can't anything or can't do anything about it <laughs> I just realized I wasn't logged in either <laughs> but I yeah was just like, what amazing timing <laughs> but right? yeah so basically uh just how to deal with online trolling <laughs> and so we might as well start off with just straight up trolling because it's literally happening to us right now but uh yeah so this I think is probably the thing, like, I struggle with both types. I struggle with um, dealing with people that I've met online who maybe aren't who they say they are, and then it kind of devolves very quickly into, like, elementary school. Um, and I've also experienced, obviously, a lot of just trolling in general. And yeah. so I feel like um, t- trolling is probably the easiest thing to deal with. It's easy to... Um, kind of let it roll off your back and laugh it off and treat it like a joke most of the time. But I find uh, depending on, you know, what specific parts are actually being trolled, like what things are choosing to, to, what people are choosing to pick at is really makes it harder or easier to deal with said trolling. So there are some things and I'm not going to say them out loud, but (laughs) there are, uh, yeah, there's a lot of like, I guess, hot topics, like hot button issues for me that like, if you actually find that, I'm just like, oh my God, okay, I, I can't function. And then there's other things like, 
I mean, it doesn't matter if it's uh, people joking or not joking, but I have a Toronto Maple Leafs flag behind me on stream all the time because I love hockey and Leafs are my team. So, you know, like people come into the chat room all the time. Oh, Leafs suck. Or, you know, go Detroit or blah, 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 whatever. And they pick at hockey and that doesn't bother me at all because I'm just like, yeah, whatever. The Leafs do suck. They haven't won in like 50 years. It's a thing. I'm fine with that. I don't like them because they're good. (laughs) But there are other things that really like... um, if people can focus on the right thing, it really gets to me. So, uh, Jules, do you have any any maybe examples or advice for people just dealing specifically with trolling? Well, you know, and, and you know, talking about trolling specifically, um, you know, we're sitting in a Twitch chat right now. And, you know, as soon as you put your face on the Internet, you you have the possibility of people coming in to say something negative in an anonymous way. And then mm-hmm. there's things about people who will come to like, you know, YouTube comments and things like that. I mean, there's, I think that's, that's the part where you get to the definition of trolling, where it's kind of a situation where people are going to come say some nasty stuff about you. It's anonymous. It's, they don't know you. They don't, you, you, you don't have this, um, this relationship with them. They have just decided to say something bad to try to get a rise out of you or whatever it is the problem is. And I had a real tough time in the beginning of doing this type of work to, to deal with that because, um, I, I come at this from a, from a place of positivity and I come at this with the intention to try to help people. And some people just don't care. (laughs) They just, you know, I have been called everything, everything. I mean, because, um, I've had people just come up and, and say things that are just like, I don't like you because you're a know-it-all um, I don't like your laugh. I don't like your hair. Um, you're fat. You're a girl. Why are you on the internet? You know, and it's just like all of these different things where you're just like, and like the worst is sitting there, you know, doing a show, like doing tour and think tank, having a really powerful conversation. And somebody comes into a, the Twitch chat and says, get off the internet, you fat whore. You know, and it's, it's just distracting. Like, it's very distracting. <laughs> I feel it's, even like, I mean, and the stuff that was just in the chat room is not a big deal, really, tonight. But it's just like, even just that is enough to kind of like throw you off and just be like, when I was just doing the introduction to the online negativity discussion, I'm sitting here and yeah. reading the chat room out of the corner of my eye being like, oh my God, like, what's this dude going to say next? Like... Right. So frustrating. And you're trying to do something. You're trying to do literally your job. And it's just like someone's constantly like poking you like, hey, you suck. What's wrong with you? You suck. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, okay, stop. <laughs> like you're not, you're not helping anyone. You're not doing anything constructive at all. And so I think that um, that's the trying to find out whether someone is trying to be constructive or not is really what you need to do. And Hachikumo in the chat room is basically saying the subtitle of the show is how to determine if someone is providing constructive negativity or just negativity. And I think that that's really like the hinge of it because a lot of people when I started said, basically, you need a thicker skin. And I'm just like, well, I don't actually know if that's the case because I work with people who have ridiculously thick skins But that means that they then also can't tell when someone is being, like, constructively critical. They just say, if anyone's critical at all, it's like, fuck you, get out of my face, like, ready to fight. And it's like, okay, uh, whoa, hang on. Like, (laughs) that wasn't actually, you know, meant like that. And then I find you don't actually improve yourself as a person 
if you just constantly have this wall up and are constantly ready to fight. So I think that there's a really delicate balance there to find between having a thick skin and not letting things bother you from anonymous assholes versus, you know, like actually being able to take constructive criticism when it's offered. Yeah. And, and the, so let's, let's use uh, social media, for example. I think that's, there's a very prominent pattern right now that if you use social media and you state an opinion about something that either you live in a um, echo chamber where everybody will respond positively and, you know, uh, supportively to what you've stated, or it becomes a pile on Mm -hmm. to you about your opinion, how there, you know, these people feel that your opinion is absolutely wrong. Which is what happened to me with weird Alec BlizzCon this year. (laughs) Right. I mean, you really got, you got nailed and Mm -hmm. it was, it was like the and, – and I mean that whole thing resulted in me doing a show about that for Torrent Think Tank because I was so frustrated. I mean it, what I saw had happened to you was was just – it was infuriating because you literally just made a joke. And <laughs> and I, I'm and pretty sure what I li- – I think I was what I said. Yeah, what I said was something along the lines of like, "Oh, Weird Al's performing at BlizzCon. Great, more time for games for me, or something." Like, I didn't say he's bad. I didn't say like I hate him and he should go die in a fire or like anything like terribly negative. I just said, basically, he's not my cup of tea. So I'm gonna do other things when he's performing. This is awesome. And everyone was just like, you don't like Weird Al. Like, where's your, give me your geek card. And you don't belong at BlizzCon and Gur Arg. And I was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) I got pissed because I was like, you did not deserve that. And, um, and I think that the, and these are people that, you know, some of these people that were saying these things, I was like, where did this come from, from Mm -hmm. this person? Like. So much anger. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. in some cases, they were even people that I consider friends. And they were just right. like, the hell's wrong with you? We're not friends anymore. And I was like, that's extreme. And I think that that's kind of the crux of it, too, is that um, the Internet itself and social media is just moving so much further towards extremes that like you can no longer just say like, oh, you don't like that thing? That's too bad. That's a thing that I like and I'm really looking forward to it. It's like you either... agree or you 100% disagree and there's no gray anything. It's just extreme, extreme, extreme. And so therefore you're getting these like tweets and these Facebook posts and stuff from people that are just like super duper either positive or negative one way or the other about your post because it's just, it's everyone's so extreme now that even people you wouldn't expect it out of, that's the way it's working now. It's like everyone's working in absolutes. I, I have a story of something that happened to me uh, recently. Um, have either of you seen the movie Dave with Kevin Klein? Um, it's a, it's a movie about the presidency. Um, the president has a heart attack and he, and in order to cover up the fact that the leader of the country was, um, was sick because he actually had a heart attack while he was sleeping with his like mistress, they Ooh. hired they hired this. Uh, they hired this uh, impersonator to take over the job, so that. And it, I mean, it's a comedy. It's a silly okay. comedy, but it Drops turns out like to be. I, I was so confused. <laughs> well, so no, so this this movie is about you know Kevin Klein. Like the the actual president is a real jerk, real 
terrible kind of dude. And they hire this like super cool, like, you know, totally not politician guy to take over the job. And he winds up turning the country around. And it's like this comedy story. And I thought I would make a joke on Twitter <laughs> to say if if after the inauguration, if the plot of the movie Dave happened, I wouldn't be disappointed. <laughs> and I got dogpiled oh, by man. people who said, how could you wish death on anybody? How could you, you know, I'm like. But he didn't die, did he? Death on him? Well, at the end, the, the, I mean, spoiler alert, the, okay. <laughs> the, the president actually gets taken off of life support and dies. And oh. then. So then did know, Dave just be the president? <laughs> he doesn't, but. Because <laughs> that like would this, be ridiculous. Because you know, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. But then he winds up running for, uh, running for mm. office and like local office. But it's a, you know, I thought I was making this joke and these people just were like, Rawr! and I was, I'm like, oh, I'm deleting this tweet. Okay. Because <laughs> I had the intention of saying one thing and they just, they thought I was saying, I wished that the president elect would die in office and someone would, and how would I wish death on anybody? And I was I wasn't saying that. I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if there was like this brand new Donald Trump that came out that was an amazing human being? Like that's the plot. Of <laughs> that the was the point. Movie. Yeah. Well, I think oh. a lot of that is the um, text-based reality we yes. live in has a lot to do in it. Because if if I'm sitting with you guys and we're just having drinks or whatever, and I'm like, Shh, Josh, you don't like that, well then we're just not going to be friends anymore. Like, of course she's going to know that I'm just screwed around and like I don't really mean it. But even if people you kind of know respond it could come across as not being funny or a joke and it could be like you get upset about it like there's just tons of different things that could happen from it being a text comment versus even a real comment I mean I know people could jump on those too but like um part of the whole just jumping on the bandwagon thing uh Joss said in discord for our raid she said something about the hearthstone stuff when it was coming out it was new and people were giving her shit about it. I'm like, she can be excited about it. You guys don't have to say anything. If you don't like the game, move along. Like, I, <laughs> right. didn't, I didn't call him out and be like an asshole about it. But I was just like, you don't have to piss on it. Like, it's part of her job, number one. <laughs> number two, she honestly likes it. So go away. <laughs> like, well, and the thing was, like, I wouldn't have said anything except for people in Raid the night before had been talking about it and had been excited about it. And so I was just like, oh, guys, here's another, like, it just came out today and stuff's available now and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, like, because it had been talked about the night before. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, and, and sometimes you're right, Nevermore. It's because things are text-based, it is very, very difficult to read tone into a text-based comment. And oftentimes it's like you're you're kind of uh, projecting your view of that person onto their comments, right? Like, so for instance, when I was still working in the office, I could get the same email content from two different people, but like the IT woman that I worked with all the time who was awesome, I would read that one way. And then like my boss, who was a giant bitch. Like she was a terrible, awful, negative person. So they could send me literally the exact same sentence and I would read them two totally different ways just because I really disliked my boss and didn't think that she was really um, just a positive person. Like I never got any positive anything from her. 
So, you know, like versus the person that I really liked and got along with really well, I'm just like, oh, well, she would never send me something negative. So then, yeah. you know, like those tones I was reading into those emails, regardless of the content of the email. So um, right. and I think specifically for uh, Twitter, at least, or like anywhere where there's like short kind of conversations, I do it in Discord, I do it on Twitter, I do it on text messages between like friends or with Matt or whatever. If I'm joking, there is a winky face <laughs> like, yes. to make use of your winky faces, people. <laughs> they are very, totally. very important because then I could say like, Jules, you're a giant bitch. Winky face. <laughs> and she knows <laughs> I'm kidding, even though it's in text. <laughs> but, you know, it, and, and just it's there's a level of the relationship that you have as well. Um you know, we can rag on each other and say things to each other that like, you know, never will say, Jules, you're picking on me, you know, and I know she doesn't mean it in a negative way. We're, we're just playing, but someone who doesn't know me well, or she doesn't, or, or someone doesn't, doesn't know her well could actually be considered to be, well, why are you picking on me? You know, mm -hmm. like, and it's, it's very difficult and we live specifically us gamers especially live in a world of text-based chat in a majority of our lives mm -hmm. well and you guys are both talking about um the responses you guys get as podcasters um in your twitch channels on your youtube channels and all that and jules i forget what word you used earlier but like the ecosystem or whatever it was that you said um based on who's around you or whatever like i thought about it while you're talking chamber? about that Yes, echo chamber, echo chamber. ecosystem, yeah. echo chamber, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking like my virtual bubble. <laughs> I don't know. Um, mine's kind of sheltered in a way because one, I don't see any of our responses to the videos being up or, you know, stuff like that. I see the chat room, obviously. Um, but because I'm not constantly on all the time, like you both are, like I don't see a lot of that stuff. And I think that my Twitter feed and followers are kind of, um, I mean, I can't control my followers, but who I see and what I see that they're posting is most of the time positive. Like yeah. I, and, but I'm going to put a lot of that in one, the communities I'm a part of, which mm -hmm. is like the frog pants network, um, AIE, CTR, stuff like that. Um, the Joss plays community, all that kind of stuff. Right. Torn think tank. It's all positivity based, you know, I mean, yes, the tadpole for frog pants gets a little crazy, whatever, but they're still a supportive <laughs> community. You know, if yes. somebody needs good vibes like that, they're there to help you. So a right. lot of that is stuff I see in my feed. And I'm also not an outgoing, outspoken person as far as like politics and stuff like that, where I'm, I'm not voicing an opinion where I'm expecting a response whether it's positive or negative it's just that kind of stuff I don't personally put out there so I'm not getting it really back or in my feed very much um not to say that like I don't get negative interactions and stuff I would say I get more not necessarily in person but I guess compared to my online stuff I do get more interactions that are negative in person um mm -hmm. like uh I had people comment on my hair uh, when I was at Michael's a couple of years ago, um, just shopping, doing nothing. And these two moms or whatever, their kids are running around the aisles. I heard one of the ladies make a rude comment and I kind of looked and just death glared them because I'm like, <laughs> that's really rude. Like, what are you teaching your children? Like to just be an yeah. asshole to somebody else that you just saw. <laughs> but it was funny because like I saw him, I kind of looked at him 
And then I went in the other aisle and they like, they were in the next aisle and they're like staring at me again. I'm like, hello, like move along. But just between like that and um, conventions, you get a lot of digs of just like, oh, I, I could make that. You'll hear somebody tell somebody that like, you can make that whatever. It's like, first of all, like my perler beads, they're kids craft supplies. Like I'm not going to hide it and be like, this is my personal thing. I made this. Like, you don't know how I did it. Like, it's not a secret. <laughs> if somebody yeah. comes up and asks me, like, I could tell them, you know, it's curly beads. I melt them like you normally do. You add a bow to the back or a clip to the back. Boom, done. You know, other stuff is harder, but it's just like, you hear a lot of that. Like, yeah. oh, you could do that. You have those at home, which is fine. Kids, go make your own stuff, you know. But how many of those people are really going home and making their own things? Not very much. Well, and it's so. it's so rude to walk up to a crafter's booth and be like, oh, I can make that myself. It's like, well, then why are you here? Yeah. Well, and it's actually, That's it's rude. really, it's it's funny that you bring that up because that happens a lot, whether it's um, YouTube videos or whether it's streams or whatever. Like, you get so many people that say, oh, I could make a better guide than that. Oh, I could play better than that. Oh, why are you doing this? Because I even I could do better than that. It's just like, okay, well, if you don't like the content, then... <laughs> go make your own <laughs> like right four power to you yeah Can't exactly to see that let me know when you start <laughs> you just kind of i mean and there's a lot where i'm sure that it's hard to let it go like jules you were saying sometimes you get trolls that pop in and say like really horrible rude negative things and i bet that stuff like that would win because i wouldn't want somebody coming in saying stuff about my weight like i was really concerned about that when we first talked about um, doing this as a show, which it kind of evolved from like just um, getting healthier and fit into just, you know, our daily lives and letting people know kind of what's going on with us and stuff. Um, I was really worried about that because I'm like, this is like putting us out there. Like, I'm not yeah. a pencil, like I'm not <laughs> ginormous, but I'm not a pencil. <laughs> so it's like you worry about what people think of you. And like, as soon as you think you're confident about it, it takes like a second for somebody to tear you down. So you mm -hmm, have yeah. to you know, have things in your life that counteract that stuff. Like parry and blocking. I have to relate it to something. Parry and <laughs> yes. blocking. Yes. <laughs> and it's, you know, and it's amazing to see, like, when you get into a position where you're, where you're just like, okay, fine, I'm here. I'm doing the thing. I'm, you know, I'm out there talking about this stuff that I'm doing. Right. I feel really good now after doing this for four and a half years, like I can just take something and be like, whatever, dude, you know, <laughs> say whatever you want because I feel awesome about who I am. And a lot of people feel that way about me. And that's, yeah. that is so cool, you know, but it takes a lot to get to that point. It takes a lot to just be able to say, you know, when those bad interactions come or someone says something negative about you or says something that you just, that, that just kind of digs in. Like, um, I, you know, I posted during the election was really difficult to see some of the dish, the, the things that are going on out there. And, you know, I was expressing some sadness, you know, from what happened. And then I was getting people who were posting in my, it, I wasn't using hashtags. I wasn't, so even people who were following me putting the hashtag M-A-G-A. And I'm like, get out of my feet. Like, I am, you know, mute, M mute, 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 mute. Because get out of my feet. You know what? You don't have to say what it stands for if you don't want to. But I'm just like, M-A-G-A. It's, it's the Trump slogan. 
Oh, oh, oh. That's the one he used. Make America great <laughs> right, again. Right, right, yeah. And th- that's, that's what his supporters use. And so it was like, get out of my feed. You obviously know that I'm a Democrat. Get out. <laughs> and so, you know, I was just like at the point where I was just like mute. And um, so I get to that point where I just, it bothers me. And there are times where I'm just like, I can't, I can't stand it. But at the same time, um, it's, it's like, I'm out there doing something and you're not. So hey, <laughs> so if you want to go do your thing, that's awesome. I'm not going to go watch it, but go do your thing and, uh, you know, be on your way. Well, and that's kind of, that's, uh, you know, kind of touched on a couple of different tools that you can use as a person to kind of deal with online negativity and trolling is basically just, you know, like try to stay positive and try to realize that, you know, if they, if someone is trolling you, it really probably doesn't have anything to do with you whatsoever. It's that they right. are unhappy and they are a negative person and that's on them. That's not on you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just trying to focus on, I think Nevermore mentioned um, the idea of just like the number of positive comments and how, how easy it can be to let the one negative outweigh the 10 positives. But then to just kind of remember that, you know, you have 10 positive comments. And this is something that I have to do a little bit more of personally, is that I can let one negative thing like really, really get to me and really bring me down. So you really have to um, uh, actually what I what I tend to do is almost keep it like an archive. Like when somebody says something really extraordinarily nice about me, I'll like favorite the tweet. And then it's like I can go back to that later and be like, okay, look, this person said I was an amazing podcaster and the episode of slaying demons that we did about X, Y, and Z really spoke to them. And that's amazing feedback. And I can focus on that as opposed to somebody being like, I hate the sound of your voice. Okay. <laughs> you know? And so. Let exactly. me just change that. For you right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and then again, that, that brings up the point of like knowing what is constructively negative saying something like, for instance, when I first started podcasting, people would say, I hate the amount of time you spend saying like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, just like agreeing with my co-hosts, but doing it out loud. <laughs> and like I would say, that would get really annoying. The fact that I was constantly um, just getting in there, I guess, to agree without actually agreeing or adding anything to the podcast. So it was something that I was able to say like, okay, this is really annoying. I need to make sure I do less of that. And I either need to say, yes, co-host, I agree with you. And this is the (laughs) point that's important. Or I need to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like (laughs) one or the other. And so, so every once in a while, I still, because it's just the way that I am and the way that I talk, but I'll still catch myself going, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And then I'm just like, no, bad Jocelyn. (laughs) I have to do that with you guys because you guys are so good at like, the transition to each other of like, oh, and then you'll stop and then Jules will go. And I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like, never more. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Cause I, I get where I don't want to be rude and like talk over everybody, but I'm also listening. So it's hard for me to remember that like I'm a part of it and it's not like game night where (laughs) we're on camera. So I have to remember that, that it's not just like, oh, (laughs) people can see me just going, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. it's a it's a skill it's a skill that you learn from doing this kind of work where you're constantly trying to make sure that a conversation flows and that kind of thing but 
at the same time, there's also like all you like Jocelyn was saying, all your quirks are on display. Yes. Every one of them. And um, I swear there were times where I would go back and listen to my own show and be like, oh, God, girl, stop doing that. Like, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I can't. Like the uh, listening back that I do for Slaying Demons is strictly just to kind of balance the like audio levels and stuff. I can't actually go in and listen to a whole show because it drives me crazy. I can't listen to myself. I thank you all so much for listening to the sound of my voice because I can't do it. I love it. I think it's adorable. <laughs> we love the sound of your voice. Um, there was one thing I wanted to, to talk about too, specifically with social media. And um, I think this happens to me a lot. And I don't know, it probably happens to other people too, is that, when people start getting overtly negative in what they post, I used to have a real problem with telling, getting rid of that from my feed. Um, mainly because I got into some drama situations when I unfollowed people. Mm, because yes. there, are a, there are a lot of people that pay attention <laughs> to who follows them and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Which just... To the point where they have, like, trackers of it. I'm like... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't and... That. Best thing that Twitter and Facebook ever did was to create the mute function or the unfollow function for Facebook, where you don't see what people are posting. Um, but you don't have to actually stop following them or unfriend them if you're on Facebook. But you can actually just say, "I don't want to see this person in my newsfeed anymore." I I did that to my cousin. <laughs> I, was just, I did that to my cousin. I did it to your cousin. <laughs> Because she's one of those people, she has three kids, and I swear to God, she posts 100 pictures a day. And when she's not posting pictures of her kids, she's a Scentsy rep, so she's posting, like, Scentsy stuff. So it's just, like, she probably puts up a post every five to ten minutes of one of those two things. She's on Facebook literally all day long, and it was just flooding my feed with garbage. And yeah. I was just like, okay, unfollow. Like, do not show me any more of these. <laughs> yeah, but then you don't have the drama of saying, why of, did you unfollow Yeah, why aren't me? you friends with me? Yeah, we're family, right. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Says, you guys have a shared cousin? No. <laughs> Mine was because this was before they had the block feature. It was like when I first joined, it was for a while ago. But she was into all the games and not just like, okay, the game oh. where it's like, okay, share with your friends. You get like three points of whatever the game uses. It wasn't that. It was the games where you had to have people in your like team to like battle things like the like werewolf vampire ones or the mafia ones. <laughs> oh man, was, that like, was so long ago. <laughs> where you, I know that's what it was. And it's like you had to share to get more like ammo or whatever it was. And it was just like ridiculous, like all the time. And it wasn't even just like you could block that app. Like she was like posting about it on her feed. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't deal with it. So I unfriended her and I forget about it all the time because my sister will be like, oh, did you see what this cousin posted? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, We're I not friends. I've, I've always forgotten that I did it. And now I don't know. <laughs> I always forget to like redo it and add her again. <laughs> I know. This is the worst. Because then you have to admit the fact that, you know, basically your feed sucks. And <laughs> your feed really sucks. And I don't want to see it. <laughs> but that kind of um, brings us to just the idea of how do you deal with online negativity when it's people that you know, when it's not just random trolls on the internet, because, you know, like you have to kind of 
just in a lot of cases get by that. But uh, like, how do you deal with it when it's actually people you know, or people who you interact with on a day to day basis, whether it's in your guild, whether it's on your Twitter feed, whether it's, you know, through comments on your videos or your stream or your chat rooms or whatever? What do you do with people that you either know in real life or have interacted enough that you have a level of familiarity with them, but they are just constantly, 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 constantly negative. And sometimes it's like outright negativity. Sometimes it's just like, oh, sub tweets, which is like the bane of my existence. I hate that people talk like that. <laughs> but just yes. the uh, just the idea of being overly negative all of the time about everything. How do you go about dealing with that when you actually know the person? I will mute their asses. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care anymore. I have done it to family members. I, I have done it to people who I've hung out with in real life and suddenly they've just changed. You know, um, there was a, there was, there's someone who I used to do some work with in the past and their after the election, their Facebook feed was atrocious. Like it was out of control. Like I couldn't take it anymore. And I just muted them. Like I just, I took it and just said, you know, I'm not following this anymore. I'm sorry. I can't, you know, I can't do this. And because it's not, unless it's truly a conversation that I feel like I need to have with someone that, I, you know, that I have a relationship in that level with. But for the most part, it's like, look, I had to take, I had to take, the um the initiative to realize that my social media feed is mine and I don't have mm. to answer for it. It which doesn't is, matter if they're a family member, a friend, whatever it is, it's yours. Which is a really, really good point because I know I'm I've had that problem before and you know it isn't even necessarily people. Sometimes it's um like news outlets that got too sensational or just anything about your online experience that is making it negative, it is your online experience. And ever since, uh, it's been probably about the last month or so, uh, I've been a lot freer with the mute button. And I used to be very much a benefit of the doubt person, which I think Hachikumo mentioned earlier on, is that should we just practice the benefit of the doubt? And I realized that that was actually hurting me a whole lot more than other people. It's like, yeah, I would like to assume that you didn't mean it the way it came out, but the amount of apologizing I'm doing for other people is hurting me because I'm just like, I'm taking these things all really, really negatively. And especially if I go back and look at your timeline and you're just negative to everyone, I'm just like, okay, that's it. Like, <laughs> and, and my threshold for muting people is now a lot, a lot lower. So if I have even a hint of you're being an asshole, then I just meet you and it's glorious because then I don't have to see it anymore. But yeah. Um, yeah, just curating your online experience so that you are seeing less negativity, I think is really, really important. And giving yourself your best chance at happiness online is really important. So well, not only muting those people or whatever, but like, Finding some sort of a group, whether it's like one other person or four other people or 500 people, like find a place where like you're comfortable to like be you and like share who you are. I know I talk about, I feel like I talk about being you all the time, but <laughs> it's true though. Like you need a place to like fall back to, like if it's your best friend or, you know, it could be a, a, a best friend from online. It doesn't have to be a necessarily an in-person person, but 
when people are treating you that way or whatever, if it really is bothering you, like, like Josh said, how you have to kind of weigh out the negative and the positive, like find that balanced positive side and like spend time there somehow, (laughs) whether it's like just being happy and spending time with a person or, you know, taking time for yourself and like, you know, doing something that makes you feel good. Like you have to take those steps. Like don't just let it eat away at you. Yeah. So I have a question, and this this might pertain a little bit more to Jules than Nevermore, just because you've been doing Tour and Think Tank for so long now, and you've kind of built up a community and built up a following. Um, How much time do you actually spend when you have something that you feel is a negative interaction with somebody from your community? How much time do you actually take to like have a conversation with that person versus just saying like, okay, you're being an asshole, like mute for a week or something, you know, like where, how do you find that balance? Cause I know that's something that I struggle with. And for a really long time, I tried to talk to everyone. Like if someone was being a jerk, I'd be like, Hey, you're being a jerk. Like, do you realize you're being a jerk? Do you realize what you're saying? Do you realize how that's coming across? This is how I would like you to talk to me, treat me, whatever. And I used to go into these big, long conversations with all these different people about, you know, what they were saying to me and, you know, trying to get to the root of it. Do you do that anymore? Because I know I just can't. (laughs) I think if it's in Discord, if it's inside like an enclosed kind of discussion community like Discord, um, I will address certain things if I start to see it, you know, um, but I found that most of the time it tends to get, it tends to become, um, weeded out in a way, you know, people don't interact with that person because it's the same thing mm. over and over. And again, um, we have in, in our, our discord server for triple T, we have a support channel asking for support and, um, there is, you can see the people who use it all the time and are always asking for support versus the people who may not always use it, come in and there may, there's a difference in reaction mm-hmm. of how people handle it. And so kind of talking about this from the perspective of online communities in general, when you're a leader of an online community or you're administrator of one, it's pretty important to try to keep your hands out of it unless you need to. Like I found that the community polices itself pretty much. So, but there's been people who have been part of the triple T community who I've talked to, like been in the chat room during live shows and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden over time, their Twitter starts to get more and more like I'm basically using my Twitter to bitch, Mm. you know, calling out a company for being a, you know, being slow for their service, or I'm, I'm subtweeting about my, my family because they're obnoxious or, you know, all this stuff. That's an interaction between me and that person or, you know, and I'm just going to say, I'm going to mute you because I don't have the, it's not up to me to tell someone how to behave. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. it's, It's just not. And so unless it becomes turned on me in some way where someone is actually coming and saying things to me. Nine times out of 10 though, Joss, I'm going to just mute them before I would actually call them out. Mm. Well, because and I think I that's, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking not even necessarily just people being like subtweety and, and negative overall in general to the general world. I'm talking about like people actually coming at me saying like, at Joss plays, blah, 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 blah. 
And I used to, every person that mentioned me and, and said anything that I thought was negative, I would actually go down that road with them and be like, okay, so hi, I'm Jocelyn. And yes, I'm listening. And what's going on? And why are you an ass? And, you know, like, but I don't, I don't take that time anymore. I don't, I just, I just mute. And uh, I think that it's probably better for me, but maybe worse for the community, because I'm sure that a lot of people just want to feel like they are heard. And I think that the problem, uh, at least with Jules and I, uh, I think a lot of people, especially for me, since I've started doing this show, feel like they know me on a whole other level than what I know them. It's a very one-sided experience when you're listening to a podcast, because you're getting all of my like opinions and thoughts and especially now very deep personal stories and experiences. And so I feel like people feel like they are very close friends with me, whereas I don't have that same feeling towards them because I just, I just don't know them. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like those, that kind of one-sided relationship can often shape interactions online, at least for me. And uh, so I know that in the past people have been, have liked to be heard and like to have those conversations, but I find even sometimes that then takes it to a whole nother level where they're just like, oh, now we are like super best friends. And I'm like, what's your name again? (laughs) (laughs) Which makes me sound like a horrible person. But I think that just the medium in which we create really um, drives those interactions and those relationships. And sometimes it can be just a negative relationship. And I don't, have you experienced that? Is that something you deal with? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And for me, I guess the way, so the differences I think between what you do and what I do is that you're talking a lot about, you talk about news, you talk about your opinion Mm. of the news and you talk about things that people are very passionate about. And so, and, and so you basically incited people to like yell at their radio when they're in the car. (laughs) And so have I, you know, (laughs) because I've had people who have just said, I hate everything you say because I think your opinion sucks. And it's like, okay, that's great. But, um, the, and I think you and I both understand this too, is that when people send you a letter and tell you that you're completely wrong and how could you say this and blah, 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 it's like, they actually took the time mm-hmm. to sit down in front of their computer, pull out their phone and like share their opinion because they feel really passionate about it. Just like you yeah. <laughs> feel super passionate about the opinion that you shared on like poor Azeroth one day, yeah. you know, <laughs> about lore and, you know, and it, it's hard because, um, because the, there's not a familiarity level with the person that you're talking to. A lot of times, you know, they know you, they know yeah. Jocelyn Moffat. They understand <laughs> you. They know your cat's name is Thrall. They know your boyfriend's <laughs> name is Matt. They know you live in, you know, in, in Canada. They know all these things about you. All you've got is a username and an email address for this person that you yeah. just, and so there's, it's, it's already unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're worried about how you not interacting is hurting your community is what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Like if they're not being, <laughs> if they're not being an adult and constructive with their criticism, even if they disagree, if you can't say, I listened to your opinion on blah, blah, blah episode. I personally think that you're wrong because if you can't like vocalize it as a human being and a person, I'm not going to listen to you. Sorry. Like I would rather Joss block you and like you not be a part of the community. If you can't handle it like an adult. (laughs) 
Sorry, Fair yeah. enough. Like, if, a, if an elementary school kid can debate better than you because they know <laughs> patience and to raise their fucking hand, then step aside and, like, walk out, you know? I It's like, I want to be supportive of people in the community, but it's like, be respectful. Like, rule number one, anywhere you go in life, be respectful to other people in any yes. interaction you have. Yep. Did you see the tweet that Scott Johnson sent yesterday from someone who told him to stop saying anything political oh, yeah. and just keep talking about video games and because he knew nothing else. Yep. And <laughs> his response was a flat out, like he quoted it and said, no, smiley face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was the best thing ever because it was like, you know, as podcasters, as people who put ourselves out there, we're putting our p- opinion out there and we're telling you, this is how we feel about it. And you choose to listen to it. And then it's just this thing about telling people that you're, you know, your opinion. I've had this happen to me many times. Your opinion is flat out wrong. You gave shit advice. That person is going to die because of you. And it's just like, um, so where's your show? Yeah. I'm sorry. If you want to go do this, go ahead. And I help, but, help people in your own way. Like take the right. time, put in the effort, do it yourself. Uh, but if they come to you from a perspective and say, the reason that I don't think that you gave good advice is because I don't think you saw the entire story. I don't think you, you looked at it from this perspective. You missed this part of the email, whatever it was. And I've been like, I've had written people back and said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I got kind of tunnel visioned mm-hmm. and it's taught me, it's taught me how to be a better, a better order, you know, how to speak, how, how to be a, a good, um, interactor with people. But at the time, when it's just a literally just someone flat out just saying "shut up" or "stop talking," and it's like, well, you're not giving me any respect exactly. here. You're coming into my channel and telling me I'm fat. Oh, great, good for you. I'm yeah. so glad that your fingers got enough energy from your brain to actually type that shit out and to tell me your opinion. <laughs> bye bye. But that's the thing. <laughs> you're, you're gauging the level of like how they're interacting with you on the subject. Like for Jules, the show, for this show, whatever, there's going to be lots of different topics that are a lot of different opinions, whatever, where Joss is like on the one show that's like tunnel vision of it's this game. It's <laughs> yeah. this game, whether we like it or not, this is what we're talking about this week. So yeah, she's going to get a lot of people who have very positive or not positive, but uh, passionate comments whether it's good or bad they're gonna tell her you know (laughs) and same thing like but there's the different level of where jewels is gonna bounce around to tons of different heavy topics positive topics you're gonna have tons of different people who are gonna handle it completely differently based on life experience but like jewel said she got an email that had a really good explanation of how they felt and they listened to her, what Jules said in the episode. Here's what they thought. So Jules reacted positively <laughs> and responded back. So when you have that same like gauge of reaction with each other, instead of just being a dude, should be like, you're fat. <laughs> yeah. Grow up. It has nothing to do <laughs> like, with the context exactly. of anything. Um, well, and again, like but, I think that kind of circles back around to the difference between uh, trolling, which is the thing that we started talking about at the top of the show, versus just negativity from people who, you know, you're a little bit more familiar with. And I think, you know, we, we've beat trolling to death, I think. And I think at least for me, what I struggle with, although trolling is awful and hard to deal with sometimes, 
the, I think the bigger problem, at least for me, is the people that I have some level of a relationship of or a relationship with, and then how to deal with that um, when there is an, the sort of expectation of um, interactions in the future. You know, like the, yeah. it, that it's not just like cut and dry, you're a troll, get out of my life. Like it's that, okay, I know you, you are a, a cousin or a friend of a friend or a listener who's in the chat room all the time or, 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 and there's like, I'm going to have to deal with this person on an ongoing basis. Like, how do I go about doing that? And I think that that's yeah. um, like the, the big difference between like the two kind of types of online negativity is the amount of familiarity that you have with the person that's doing it. And, uh, and yeah, so I think, um, I think we're pretty much out of time. So do yeah. you guys have any last final thoughts on this whole demon or are you guys, are you pretty much done? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Just one thing I wanted to talk about too, mm -hmm. real quick. Um, there's still a visceral reaction. I, I like yes. you, you feel that <laughs> the stomach drop thing that happens when when you see something that comes in your email that's like negative criticism. Like I, it will always happen to me. It will never stop. Like I will read it and I will break out in a cold sweat and I'll go, oh god, oh god, oh god, and then I will rationally come back to it and say, okay, just get over the emotion of it. Um, but there is a, there's a physical reaction that happens when you, when you get criticized. Like it, do you have this? Do you guys yes, have this? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it's always, always happened to me from the time I was in school and it was teachers being like, you got a B instead of an A and it's because you sucked at this one part. It was just like, <gasps> ow. Yeah. <laughs> I get that from, um, what's it called? Like superiors you know, like Josh said, teachers, yep. but like my mm -hmm. boss, like that's what's triggered. That's where, I mean, I've known that I've had like small anxiety things, like the whole hands in your pocket in the stores thing with Ben, like ever since we've started dating little things like that. Like I've, I've known that, but I've understood my reaction more to like anxiety attacks and stuff at work because it was me and my boss and how he's handling things and he doesn't really explain stuff and he expects these giant projects, but there's not enough time for it where my brain is like OCD, try to figure it out, make it work. I don't want to disappoint and like let down and I want to do what I'm supposed to do. So it's like all these different factors. So I totally have that where I can like, I feel it like my body's reaction of like, Holy crap. Like this isn't like, I don't know what to do. Like I yeah. start to like panic. Cause I'm like, I can't do what I'm supposed to do. Like what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And Hachikumo just said teaching evaluations from students that that shit will get you. Like that'll break you out in a cold sweat when you read someone that criticizes your behavior or the fact that you have this tick or whatever it is. <laughs> hey, yeah. He said I cackle laugh. So let's just point that out. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> time now when I laugh a lot and I'm just like you know what fuck it like if that's how I laugh that's how I laugh it's a great laugh shut up <laughs> yeah. and it came from me you guys so I think it's funny <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no Jules you are you are completely right there is a kind of visceral reaction a physical reaction that you get when you are criticized and I mean I think the kind of extent of the reaction is based on who it is that's giving the criticism. I know I, it's, it's actually funny because I react a whole lot worse to anonymous people than I do to my friends and family because I can say like, okay, 
I know that Matt loves me. I know my mom loves me. I know that my roommates love me. So if they say something to me like, hey, Jocelyn, your shirt doesn't match your pants very well. I'm kind of like, oh, okay. But then if I go on Angry Chicken and someone's like, oh, your earrings are dumb. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my feelings. And Why did you make Jocelyn's dad? I'm coming after all of you. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like that when you when you don't have any sort of level of relationship with someone, then you you don't know. Like, do they do they like me? Do they not like me? Like, are they saying something to be hurtful or negative, or do they really mean it? Are they the only person that's telling me the truth? <laughs> you yeah. know? So uh, I I have really huge negative uh physical reactions to anonymous criticism uh versus like people who I know care about me like you guys could tell me things and I will take it into kind of advisement but like anonymous people oh my god they drive me up the wall they're so much worse <laughs> See, and I'm the opposite where I I try not to care about that stuff and I don't let it bother and again I haven't had as much of a thing with it as Jocelyn and Jules have but when that kind of stuff comes about for me, when it's somebody I don't know, I'm just like, whatever, you're living wherever you are with your mom in a basement by yourself, whatever. It's like, you obviously have this life where you think that what you're doing to hurt other people makes you this awesome person. Well, you're an asshole and I don't have to like consider what you're doing at all. Like I just, I kind of write it off because to me, like, they're not going to get a rise out of me for that. Like, I just, I don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt of uh, thinking that they got me for that. And I mean, on occasion, like somebody will say something mean, like an overwatch or whatever, or like sometimes I'll get upset if I think somebody's like criticizing me for like something in raid or whatever. But again, it's the whole, you know, them versus somebody who's completely anonymous mm -hmm, where yeah. I react differently than Jocelyn. I'm just kind of like, whatever, screw you. Like, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction <laughs> of being a dick. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Fair enough. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. A reminder, next week is going to be our recap episode. So uh, we are putting the call out for your problems because our recap episodes really do hinge on listener feedback. So send your emails into demonspodcast at gmail.com or alternatively, you can join the conversation at discord.gg slash jossplays. There are two different channels for slaying demons. There's a PG channel and then there's an 18 plus channel because we want to deal with everything. But people may not necessarily want to see your rated R problems. <laughs> so uh, if you guys want to join in the conversation, I very much encourage you to do so, as well as going to our Twitter, which is at Demons Podcast, and sharing your progress towards your 2017 goals, because I think it's really important to keep everybody focused on uh, what they are doing to try to make themselves a better person, which is the whole point of the show. So Jules, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? You can find me at Jules RPG on Twitter. Um, you can find the other show that I do, which is Torrent Think Tank, and that is on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Torrent Think Tank, which records Thursdays at 8 o'clock Central. Uh, this week, we actually have a really, um, we have a different show going on. We have a guest on uh, from the, um, the Victor Sanctum podcast, um, but he's coming to talk about his own struggles and dealings with depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation. Um, and it's going to be a really powerful episode, I think, because our, uh, our guest Ryan is being very, very brave and coming out to us to talk about his experiences, uh, with mental health and, you know, not getting it treated for a long time and what it's like to finally feel like he's got control over it. So, uh, in any case, that is Thursday at 8 PM central. Come check us out. 
Excellent. And Nevermore, where can folks find you online? Wait, Jules didn't talk about her thing that's happening. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't happen until like next weekend, but I'm going to Pack South. Um, and I will be speaking at two different panels talking about online communities and how to, how they form and how they, uh, how they function in a psychological sense. And also talking about embracing your nerd power and how you can be, um, very proud of the fact that you're a nerd and you really smart people. So we're doing two panels. If you are going to pack South, make sure that, uh, you come by and, and, and let me know because we're going to have. We're going to have a really, really cool time. We're also doing a meetup when we're out there. So that is actually next weekend. I can't believe I leave next Friday. Holy crap. So, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so glad if, to be going to Texas. If we can't actually go to Texas and see your amazingness in person, is there a way for us to watch the panels or listen to them later after the fact? Yes, we are going to be recording them on site. I don't think we'll be able to stream them. I don't think PAX is going to be streaming them. So we will record them video for YouTube and the audio and put them up on our feeds. Uh, so most likely after we get home, all that stuff is going to go up online. Um, but if you, so if you aren't there, it'll be a little bit of a delay, but we'll get it out there. Awesome. I can't wait to hear it. I'm so proud of you for doing panels at PAX. It's so cool. Uh, so, okay. Nevermore. Now, is it, is it okay for me to throw it to you now? It's okay now. I'm just really excited about Jules doing that. So I'm like, I want you to tell everyone. I keep forgetting. Thank you. Which is funny because I'm the most forgetful out of all of us. Like, and it wasn't even in notes or anything. That's how much I love Jules. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Quota Nevermore. And my Etsy is still in the works. Sorry. I know it's been forever. And it's funny because how forgetful I am. It saying the stuff over and over again each week, it reminds me about like procrastination and like making time and stuff. So I'm like really focused on like, like writing it in my journal of like, these are my things I need to do. So it's like baby steps towards that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting there. But anyway, my Etsy is geekasylum.etsy.com. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. You can also check out JossPlays.com for links to everything that I do. That is also where episodes of this show post. And uh, I am proud to say that we are all caught up finally. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I was having a super huge issue where it wasn't letting me export audio from Premiere from the video recordings into uh, um into audition so I couldn't do any of the audio editing but then I did all my updates I reinstalled some stuff I restarted things all over the place and I fixed it <laughs> that's the big point is I fixed it so uh yeah all of my uh all of my audio software issues are over and uh yeah so you guys should be getting regular posts again I do apologize that we had such a backlog of shows but we are all up to date now on both uh iTunes and on uh, YouTube. So thank you guys Yay. so much for bearing with me. Again, on Twitter, we are at Demons Podcast. The email is demonspodcast at gmail.com. And the Discord is discord.gg slash jossplays. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye.